Hello and welcome to the ISBA BursaCast Friday Focus episode. This week we're going to be joined by Rex Sartain, member of the ISBA Advice and Guidance Team. Within this episode we're going to be looking at all the things that bursas could and should be thinking about over the summer period, whether they have summer lets or whether they have works going on, lots of things to think about. So whether you're a newly appointed bursa or have been in post for years, hopefully there's something that we're going to jump into now that'll help things along. And if anyone is curious, this episode has been recorded and released on the 4th of August in the morning. Now let's hear from Rex. Well, good morning, Rex. Thank you very much for joining us to discuss this summer special of the Friday Focus. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks very much. Uh, The sun is shining and it's not raining. And a miraculous for an August, start of August, the weather has not been delivering. Alas, we will jump into this, which is going to be a relatively quick fire episode, going through a number of the things that bursas may want to be thinking about over the summer period, whether you have summer lets in or whether you're just taking care of the estates, there's always things to be done. And we'll start off with number one of our little list, Rex, which is inset training. Yeah, inset training uh, is fast coming. And uh, of course, the bursa will generally be asked to talk about a number of aspects. It's well worth, before you look at the agenda, understanding who's going to be talking about keeping children safe in education. And most importantly, who on the support staff are going to be attending inset. And certainly, my recommendation is that all support staff attend uh, inset training, or certainly aspects of it, including uh, Keep Children Safe or Safeguarding Update and the health and safety uh, lectures. And of course, uh, there'll be introductions by the head uh, and the look ahead, etc. And that includes things like the, you know, the new updates to Kix as well, which we went over a few weeks ago now with Sarah, which included things like the online checks and monitoring and filtering and things like that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I don't think uh, Keep Children Safe in Education has changed very much. Uh, as you say, the online checks, it just emphasises that it's a should, but not a must. I, it's not mandated. Uh, and of course, on the monitoring and filtering, uh, there is something now in the reference li- library, which I hope will uh, help schools. Uh, but uh, essentially, it is now much more the domain of the DSL, and it's not just the IT de- uh, department. And uh, the advice now uh, from uh, almost every source is that uh, it should include governors, it should be in, uh, on board agenda, and uh, it should be part of the DSL uh, regular brief to teachers and staff. And then looking at our list, next up we have the ISI. Yeah, the ISI. Of course, the inspections, the three-year inspections have generally finished. I don't think every school has had uh, the third-year inspection. And so there will be some schools that haven't been expected for three years now who will come into Framework 23 and the new ISI inspection framework. It's well worth reading the ISI handbook. It's got quite a lot of uh, useful information there. Uh, also look at the various documents that go with it. All of those are now available on the ISI website. And do also uh, note that the ISI commentary is no more. There are two 
aspects to that that I think may help schools. One is there's an FNAQ document uh, in the ISI uh, website, uh, which would be worth looking through. Uh, but that's more about the process and procedures rather than the compliance aspects of it. And uh, the ISBA are working up uh, something very similar. And looking sort of in, in the same vein, the idea of policy reviews and going over things like school policies, gov policies, things like that. Yeah, this is this is potentially a nightmare for bursars. Uh, in a small school, uh, I suspect bursars will be responsible for making sure all the policies are updated. Not necessarily uh, them being the author, but just making sure that they are coordinated across the board and those that are responsible have them in on time. And of course, they're not really finished until they have a signature either from the SLT and for the more important ones uh, from the governors. Okay, well, that's something to consider. And I'm pretty sure the ISBA has a, a new, is it a, a, an updated system that alerts you to updated and updates and policies? Yeah, there is an app being introduced uh, right now. Uh, we're trialing it. And the aim really is to make sure that uh, there is some sort of reference for schools to ensure that they have all the right uh, policies and most importantly that they're up to date. So when you are inspected or when you are doing your inset uh, training, you can point people to the right document that is updated and is available uh, on the websites or for inspection. And moving on to the idea of holiday lettings, which I'm sure many bursars do partake as it's a good way of diversifying your income, as I learned at one of the recent uh, conferences. So what are the key things to think about for this? Yeah, holiday uh, lettings. If you're really lucky as a bursar, you've got nothing to do with them uh, and you've delegated it. But I suspect, again, in the smaller schools, the bursars will will very much be uh, hands-on. and it's a key industry now, particularly with some of the threats that are coming into the education sector now, the independent uh, sector now, and uh, having a really good feel for what is going on in the school, what parts of the school are being used, and uh, most importantly, what sort of damage is, is being caused, how it's going to be repaired, and how you're going to put the school back to rights before the teaching staff come back in. So it's a real uh, headache if you are organised and you haven't got a plan. Okay, and on the topic of sort of being on site, as it were, what else is there to consider during the summer holiday? Yeah, I'd, um, certainly something that I really focused on because it could go very badly wrong are the pitches and converting the pitches uh, away from summer sport to uh, winter sport. And, uh, of course, if we get a, a really dry spell, uh, then having the rugby pitches up and uh, running, ready for the season, uh, can be quite a challenge. So uh, just getting around the school grounds, uh, looking at how the rugby posts are going up, what the grass is looking like, and preparing the ground staff for those awkward questions from the PT staff. Uh, as they come back inside and wondering why they can't do some of the activities they'd like to. For example, in our, our hot season, and hopefully it might get a little bit hotter in August, the ground can be really hard. And so whether you can play rugby in particular or on hard service is something that needs to be thought about. 
Absolutely. And actually, even if the weather is torrential rainfall, um, John Murphy, the the legend that is, mentioned of the day that it's when the weather is terrible and pouring down is a great time to get out and look around the site, look at the gutters, look at the trees, see if anything is in danger of of giving in. And yeah. you can really tell when it's when it's blown a hooli. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and do you know what? I used to laugh. Uh, the head was always getting on to me about the gutters. And actually, it's a really important aspect because if you've got block uh, gutters, you're really building up uh, problems um, uh, in the roofing spaces, uh, along walls, etc. So, yeah, getting someone up with a long, a long brush or a telescope to look at what's going up uh, and along in the gutters, uh, and also the drains as well, actually, uh, because if the drains aren't functioning properly, the water's not being taken away. Certainly up here in Shropshire, there's been more than eight inches of rain, and that's uh, caused a lot of difficulties, not only on uh, uh, the farmlands, but in schools as well. Yeah, absolutely. And moving on from this to the topic of exam results, what do bursars need to think about this? I think the only bit here is that you will have, uh, or some schools will have uh, children on site uh, during the summer holidays and uh, making sure that they're properly supervised, not not just in terms of uh, the property, but also safeguarding. And, of course, you will have uh, summer schools, uh, summer camps, etc., on site as well. So making sure everyone is safe and you've got the right environment uh, is, is important. And on a similar sort of note with this, the idea of risk assessment reviews and sign-offs and risk register reviews and preparations yeah i think during the summer holidays bursars have a little bit more time than uh, normal and getting some of the really dull jobs done and i say dull but actually uh, vital is is it's a good time to get things like making sure all the risk registers are, are done that they're not just a co- uh, uh, cut and paste making sure that people do go through them and uh, understand what the risks are and what the mitigating factors are. I think that's really important. I think the risk register is also really important to uh, look at. And we talked to a couple of bursars just yesterday about how that is managed, particularly in front of the governors uh, and how much the subcommittees uh, need to take on so that they report by exception to the main board, so it doesn't waste too much of the main board's uh, time, but you are looking at uh, the risks. And again, there is some more work in the reference library that will help. Fantastic. And moving on the idea of risk, on the idea of fire drills and lockdown practice. Yeah, it's amazing how often a school puts back it's fire drills day after day and sometimes week after week at the beginning of term, particularly a September term. And so having it in the diary and ensuring that you can actually do it when you want rather than uh, delaying it is uh, important. So do press the point uh, with the senior leadership team that it, it, it needs to be done, particularly if you've got borders, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And dear Bursa listener, we are now halfway through. Don't fret. We're nearly there. We're getting through this list. So the next thing I want to talk about is quite an important one that actually we see a lot of is websites not being updated uh, to reflect current staff or whatever it might be. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I can't tell you the number of times I go onto school websites looking uh, for names or looking for locations and uh, seeing that the bursars change or there's a new head or the the change of governors or not every teacher's got a photograph. Uh, and it doesn't send a really good message. So getting onto the website, getting to your website manager, just looking through it yourself is very useful because it will highlight some of the areas. And there's nothing worse than a website that's not up to date. And, and I suppose what I should also say is make sure the website has the up-to-date uh, policies, particularly the safeguarding one, which uh, inevitably will be reviewed and will be updated each year. Policies and also fees. Fees as well, absolutely. And um, I suspect now every parent has had the uh, update to the fees package. And of course, uh, there'll be a number of schools now that will be thinking about uh, fees in advance, uh, etc. Absolutely. And um, we're not going to touch too much more on fees there. We're going to save that for Denise Allen and she's going to speak to me next week and we'll dive into all of the finance sides of things. But sticking with the idea of estates, kind of touched here on the building and grounds maintenance review, but also the idea of boundaries and access. Yeah. And also the sort of the, the inspections and mandatory uh, checks uh, should be done around school, particularly around the swimming pools, uh, lifts if you got them, making sure the science lab have had the uh, right inspections, the woodwork shop in terms of ventilation and exhaust, etc. Even the playground equipment, they should be checked uh, annually. And uh, whilst uh, you might have a quick look around it, getting an expert in to look at some of the equipment I found really uh, really useful, and uh, very often you'll get them to come around look for free um, because there will inevitably be uh, parts of the play equipment that will need replacing. Uh, so there's a benefit to the school and a benefit to the firm as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was chatting to a school recently who had in their science department some of the gas hoods were damaged over summer and and it wasn't found out until during term time and uh yeah they had to stop doing a lot of experiments due to the gas hood not being available which i'm sure many a student was dismayed during their chemistry class that they couldn't do their explosions yeah and i think you know that also applies to, uh, in terms of the deep maintenance and um the deep clean in in kitchens etc it's a really important time to be doing your hygiene review uh, and getting uh, the right people in to uh, do the right sort of job at the right sort of price, of course. Absolutely. And moving on to the right sort of job, people, the minibus compliance is another topic that can end up getting oddly confusing. Yeah, I think we get a lot of, well, we get a number of questions about uh, the minibus, uh, minibuses, who can drive them, whether they have had the right uh, update uh, driving uh, qualifications, which of, often a uh, local council will uh, impose. Certainly in Worcestershire, there was a requirement for uh, every driver to have a three-year check. Uh, and that's no bad thing, actually. Uh, it, it makes sure, uh, and, and, it, and it's a real competence or confidence driver for uh, drivers. Particularly people like the PT staff, 
um, who uh, or the game staff who are out on uh, a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. And moving on to this similar topic of checking the SCR and sort of working within the idea of HR and checking that your staff lists are correct and new staff are added and, you know, support staff reviews, things like that. Yeah. If any school that hasn't looked at its SCR in in the last um, couple of months or so, I would suggest as cruising for a bruising. The SCR is such an important compliance aspect. And um, even in the schools that have had staff who who, who organise the SCR, don't necessarily always get it uh, right or haven't kept up with the changes or have been away for a couple of weeks and someone else has done their job. So checking the SCR, both from a governor's point of view uh, and I think governors should do it I would suggest on a termly basis uh, certainly annually but also uh, just making sure that uh, the line managers also look at it and again it's it's a way of making sure that you are compliant and giving a bit of confidence and showing a bit of interest in what is deemed uh, one of the most important documents in the school. And to finish on the idea of documents the final note we have is that you want to have a look at your contracts and things like, for example, the license to occupy. Again, I'm always amazed when you look through a personal file, it's missing a teacher's or a staff member's uh, contract. And if you haven't got those, uh, then it is really worth finding out where they are, what on what basis they're in the school, whether they've got their own contract, etc. Because they are uh, frequently, uh, when there are issues, look back on to see what the terms uh, of uh, service and conditions of service uh, were and what agreements might have changed. So, you know, as a teacher um, becomes more senior, they have more responsibilities. Is that reflected in their in their contracts? Does it uh, ride across to the SCR? Uh, and uh, are there sufficient notes uh, in the notes column of the SCR to reflect those changes. Well, there we are. Thank you very much indeed. You've you've run us through that in under 20 minutes. Fantastic timing. And hopefully that's been a whistle-stop tour of things to think about during the summer holidays. Great. Well, I hope it's uh, useful. And do get in uh, touch uh, with the uh, advice and guidance team at uh, advice team at the isba.org.uk uh, if you do have any issues or you need uh, access to a reference or whatever. Absolutely. And if you're a bursa listening to this and you think, hold on, they've forgotten something, then please do email us at podcast at the isba.org.uk and we will mention it in the next one. And thank you greatly for pointing this out. After all, it is a lovely community of bursas that we have here with the ISBA and the independent school sector. So with all of that taken care of, Rex, I'll let you get back to your morning nap or whatever it is you were doing. And uh, <laughs> I wish, I wish. And, I think uh, I've got now something to do with uh, the SCR and um, uh, FAQ. Marvellous. Well, hardworking as always. And we'll get back to producing more Burstcasts for our delightful bursas. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to share it with members of your team if you think they'll find it useful. And otherwise, do get in touch at the email I mentioned. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>